Around 10 a.m. yesterday morning, the world uh, lost Lakers legend and five-time NBA champion Kobe Bryant. He was among nine people, including his 13-year-old daughter, uh, Gianna, that were uh, killed in that tragic helicopter uh, crash in Calabasas, California. We're still learning more about the crash. It's early days yet. In fact, the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board sent a GO team of investigators to the site they uh, generally issue a preliminary port report within 10 days. That gives a rough summary of what investigators have learned. And the crash site is significant. It is about uh, football f- field wide. And that is, uh, that's massive. They still haven't recovered the bodies. We're going to talk in a second to Steve Gregory, who's a reporter at KFI AM 640 in Los Angeles, who's been covering the story. But um, it's interesting. Kobe Bryant often traveled on, on helicopter. He was just way too uh, big for cars, and he lived outside Los Angeles in Orange County, so it saved him time, and he didn't want to deal with the traffic, and a lot of people hate the traffic in Los Angeles. He even spoke to Kimmel about his love for his helicopter in 2018. I think we have a clip of that. Let's run that. Are you still, because I remember you used to fly your helicopter from home to the Staples Center every day. Fly you still fly the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you flying it by yourself now? Dude, no. 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 Did you learn how to I fly I barely it? trust myself behind the wheels of a car, let alone I see, a helicopter. I see. Well, that's probably smart. But that's as Hollywood as I get, though. I, well, that's... I'm not coming to L.A. if I don't have the Mamba chop. I see. Okay. Oh, really? You will not come into town? I, the 405 and me do not get along. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's very sad. So obviously he knew how to fly a chopper. He left it to the professionals. But I have some uh, disturbing um, audio right now I'm going to play for you. Just wanted to give you a little heads up. It's the air traffic controller talking to the helicopter pilot. It was a really foggy day yesterday in Los Angeles. So foggy that the sheriff's, uh, the county sheriff didn't have their helicopter up. LAPD were not flying their chopper. The question mark is, you know, why was Kobe Bryant in a chopper that day? Um, and here is the communication between the air traffic controller and the helicopter pilot. Helicopter 2 Echo X-ray, thank you. And once you clear Van Nuys Delta, did you want to talk to SoCal? Hey, Flamingo 2 Echo X-ray. Tower for 2 Echo X-ray. Can we start, go ahead and start turning to the uh, southwest close to 1-1? Helicopter 2, Echo X-ray, approved, and are you transitioning in VFR condition? VFR condition, 1,500, 2 Echo X-ray. Helicopter 2, Echo X-ray, thank you. Contact SoCal now, 134.2 for flight following 342. 34.2. Now, you can hear a little break because they're talking back and forth. So, X-ray, yeah, you're uh, on a 1,200 code. Uh, are you requesting flight following? Two Echo X-ray, what do you say intentions? Two Echo X-ray, you're uh, still too low level uh, for uh, flight following at this time. Two Echo X-ray, SoCal. So these guys were being told, hey, you're in a holding pattern. We've got planes landing at the airport. We can't just land you right away because we've got incoming airlines. Uh, and and flights, so uh, they had to kind of be on this holding pattern, and somehow uh, something went very wrong, and that plane hit the side of a mountain. Here to talk about it, uh, reporter with KFI AM six forty in Los Angeles. We are joined uh, now by Steve Gregory. Steve, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here. My pleasure, Kelly. Good morning. 
It's a tough day for the city of Los Angeles, that's for sure. And uh, I know you've been covering this, you know, since yesterday. How shocking was it to find out that it was indeed Kobe Bryant's um, helicopter that crashed? Well, let me tell you, Kelly, I, I was in the newsroom when the news first broke. And when I saw the first alert, the way it was worded, we thought it was a hoax. I mean, we just, it was just like beyond compare um, beyond the pale that this could have happened. So we waited, we waited, tried to confirm it. And when a second source finally reported it from a very reliable outlet, then we were like, okay, something's going on. We knew there was a helicopter crash early that morning because we had covered that as well. But we didn't know any identity of those on board. We didn't know the extent of the damage and the injuries or the deaths. So we knew that there was a major coincidence here. We had to put the pieces together. And then when we realized it was Kobe Bryant and it had been confirmed, we were all sitting there in the newsroom. It was surreal. I mean, it was it reminded us the day that Michael Jackson died. We just couldn't believe it. I mean, we're talking iconic individuals, not only to the world, the nation, but to our city. And Kobe Bryant transcended basketball. I mean, he's an entrepreneur. He was a business owner. He was, um, I mean, a father. He was, uh, I mean, he was an Oscar-winning filmmaker. Uh, I mean, the guy was a huge part of this city. He also had that, you know, opened that Mamba Sports Academy. It was putting a lot of uh, his his hope in the future of basketball, including his young daughters. And that was just so tragic to hear that, you know, uh, she and her, her uh, friend were on that uh, helicopter. You know... He took that route all the time with her daughter or with his daughter, Gigi. I mean, they flew from Orange County up to Thousand Oaks, where the Mama Sports Complex is. Um, they, that, that was a regular route. This is what has everyone still kind of in shock, mm. is that this was a normal route with a helicopter that he owns, the releasing company. So this was a regular, a regular occurrence for him. This is it's not like a first-time trip. This was a regular way he traveled up sort of the coast, if you will, from Orange County to Ventura County to go to this academy. And and as I mentioned before, the Mamba Academy is part of that philanthropy that he was so well known for. And yeah, he and his daughter were extremely close. And there are so many pictures and video of those two together when it comes to basketball. He was a coach up there. And, you know, you're right, Gianna's daughter or Gianna's friend was on board the, the helicopter with them and they were teammates at the at the academy. Um, yeah. So, again, it just makes this thing even more heart wrenching. Yeah. How foggy was it yesterday? Because you say, you know, this was a flight path they took all the time. You know, presumably uh, they'd be comfortable in in the helicopter. But it was another situation where we're hearing that the weather wasn't ideal. I mean, LAPD and the Sheriff's County both did, were not flying their helicopters that day. Give us an idea of being on the ground, Steve. How how foggy was it? It was foggy. I remember being up yesterday morning. I was up bright and early to cover the coronavirus uh, story. So I was up. And in the area that I I started my day in, it was very, uh, I would say it's within 20 miles of the crash site. And it was um, very thick fog, similar conditions. It was in the hills, the rolling hills of Sherman Oaks and Encino. And it had that layer of fog, that marine layer that had come in. Now, my pilot from our station here, we reached out to him immediately after this happened. We went all to we went to other websites and apps to try to check the um, 
you know, what had happened and what the conditions were. And our pilot said the flying conditions were marginal. Those were his words. Um, and he said that it looked like, because we were able to acquire some radio chatter between the pilot and the tower. Mm-hmm. And in that, you can hear him asking for permission to go to VFR or visual flight rules instead of instruments, because he knew something was going on. And at one point, he notified the tower that he was going to start flying the path of a freeway so that he could keep keep his bearings. Now, wow. that's where the confusion is, because there are two different freeways in that area up there, the 118 and the 101. The 101 is the major artery that comes down the coast. And that's the one, presumably, that he was going to take. But the 118 had been mentioned as probably the crossover to go to Camarillo Airport, which is where he would land to go to the academy. So there was some, it sounds like there could have been some confusion in the handoff to, because you have to wait. He was waiting for that visual flight rule while he was circling. And when you, when you look at the debris field now, and you see that that thing disintegrated. There's very few pieces that are recognizable to that helicopter. There's a small part of the center cluster of the rotors, and then there's part of the tail, and then the rest of it is just disintegrated. And I hate to be graphic here, but it goes to the investigation, but we could tell by the sheets that were placed over the bodies, and the bodies were spread out all over the debris field. So the impact must have been pretty severe. I hear they were going somewhere around, uh, they, they think about 300 kilometers per hour when they hit the side of the mountain. That's all speculation at this point because uh, until they can retrieve the black box from there, NTSB, our National Transportation Safety Board, is on site. They sent a go team last night. Um, this is one of those stories where we now, uh, especially myself as a reporter, we really sit and wait for the officials to tell us what happened. We have been deluged all day long with people that claim to have seen the crash, heard mm-hmm. the crash. They know exactly what happened. Pilots are telling us what happened. So, I mean, until the NTSB actually gives its report, we're going to kind of stay away from that. Steve, what do we know? Uh, we're talking to Steve Gregory, reporter with KFIAM 640 in Los Angeles. What do we know uh, definitively about this crash? Because I know you said you don't want to speculate, and we appreciate that. But what do you know being on the ground in Los Angeles about this crash uh, that took the life of Kobe Bryant? Well, we know that, uh, I mean, definitively, we know weather was a condition yesterday, that weather was something to factor into this. We do know that he asked the pilot asked for visual flight rules. We do know that there was some sort of concern about navigating the area. I mean, those things we do know because we have tower chatter, and we all know what the weather was like yesterday morning around that time of the crash. Those are things that are definitive. What we don't know is what caused the pilot to possibly lose control or if there was a mechanical failure. I mean, those are the things that we're going to have to wait to find out. Um, and then what, this is the other thing that's just really sad. Someone was floating around a video yesterday purportedly being the, the helicopter that crashed. And it started to float. It started to just spread like crazy. And, and someone was given to all of us reporters. And we're like, but we're looking at it because we're like pretty crazed that this could actually be the footage of showing the crash. And then when you look at it, it's a red and white helicopter that crashes in a, in a canyon that looks more like it's Utah than California. And the colors don't match the helicopter that was actually on the ground. So that just shows you how crazy people get when this kind of thing happens. A few. D- it's going to take a few days to recover the body we're hearing, the bodies uh, in this crash site, because it's extensive. As you said, it's about the, the they think it's almost the size of a football field. Is that unusual? Have you ever heard of anything like that, Steve, taking so long to recover bodies after a crash like this? 
Oh, yeah, because you can't really get a vehicle up there. There's just a little tiny hiking trail, narrow hiking trail up there. Firefighters yesterday, and, and let me go back to the beginning. There was not a report of a helicopter going down because no one saw it. I mean, because of the fog. What people did see was a plume of smoke. So they reported a small brush fire. And when firefighters got on scene, they realized that the cause of the fire was a helicopter crash. So no one was really kind of aware and conscious of, that this was going on. But that's up in a very, very steep and rugged terrain area of the Calabasas Mountains. And that can only get in firefighters, rescue, um, paramedics. All of those teams had to hike in there from their staging area below. So that's going to have to be the same for body recovery after the NTSB goes and takes its photos and completely evaluates the scene. And they, then they get the clearance to remove the bodies. They're going to have to do it all by hand. I don't think they're going to do it by helicopter because of all of the of the visual attention this is being, this is bringing, and they have now put a temporary temporary flight restriction restriction around the area, so now news helicopters can't get near it. Well, that's heart wrenching for the families. Uh, just imagine, you know, you the loss of your sure. loved ones, and now you've got to wait and. Uh... You know, it's it's even more time. Steve, I want to thank you so much for, for joining us from Los Angeles because you clearly are in the know and being very careful with this story. And I think we should when you're dealing with a, a legend like Kobe Bryant and, you know, and, and the family members out of respect for everybody who lost loved ones, you know, from the helicopter pilot and, you know, to the other passengers. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully we'll talk to you in a, in a few days and find out more. My pleasure. Anytime. Take care. Thanks so much. Uh, Steve Gregory, a reporter with KFI AM640 in Los Angeles, talking about the um, helicopter crash that uh, took the life of Kobe Bryant and nine others yesterday. It's 1121. We're going to take a quick break. Get out to the roads. Take a look at our drive with 640 Toronto Chopper traffic. Here's Richard Martin.